one day more. It's the Daily Rios for Thursday, January 17th. You just heard music from Les Miserables. Les Miserables. I never know how to say it right. And we saw it Wednesday, last night. Me and my girlfriend. Say hello. Hi. Uh, and some people asked on Twitter what I thought about it. So I thought I'd do a review about the movie um, because, um, well, I know it pretty well. And it was the first Broadway show I ever saw. So uh, there's a lot about it that I sort of came in expecting, but you don't know it, right? No. You say you don't. I've only seen it one time. On stage, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it a bunch of times. So uh, I think I saw it in either 86 or 87. I can't remember. I have to find my... I actually want to find my own I program. A toddler. To see. Shut up. <laughs> I want to find my own program because I want to see who was in it. Like, was any of the original cast in it? You know, when you time. saw it. Yeah. yeah. And it was the first Broadway show. It was the first... My uh, old music director, my old uh, theater teacher took me to see it. Theater director. And it was huge. I mean, the show was... It's a mega musical. I talked about this on an earlier episode about a mega musical. It was like one of the first mega musicals. Meaning... It was sung all the way through. It has spectacle, right? For Les Mis, it was the barricade. That was right. the big spectacle. Because it turned. On Broadway, it, you know, they would pull it out. Or you they would reveal it. And then it would actually turn. And, like, that was the big thing about it. Um, Fan of the Opera has the chandelier. Miss Saigon right. has the helicopter, right? So, mega musical. And it was emotional. Like, I was... I don't know. There was just something about it that... Because it was sung and... All the way through, and 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 I think the emotionality was at a high level. Everything was, you know, melodramatic, and but it worked. Like the story, people were just bawling their eyes out throughout the whole movie. So uh, there's a lot to this musical that's iconic. There's a lot of iconic moments, things that happen on stage. You know, okay, so how are they going to translate that into the movie? So there were a lot of things that I sort of went in thinking. Oh my God, how's this going to be? How's that going to be? I'm not a huge fan of Anne Hathaway. How's she going to be? This and that. And it actually turned, like, I I really liked it. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. Yeah. Because um, you weren't a big fan of it before. No, I... Just because you saw just bad be, production. Well, the production I saw was community theater level. So it wasn't, like, the best quality of performers or whatever. Um, I just never really got into it because I had never seen it before when I was younger or anything. So right, right. I wasn't like a, a cult fan kind of thing. Yeah. And it does. It has its followers. But I yeah. just I just like it because I think the story... I've also read the book too. Yeah. And the story is... There's obviously something to the story. Right. And obviously the best thing for me to go into review mode, uh, Hugh Jackman is the best thing in the show. Yeah. Uh, in the movie. Yeah. Um, the movie making of it, some of the other actors, even the translation of it from sta- stage to screen is not, all those things, they're, they're not perfect. But no. I have to, he was really good. He was really good. Yeah. Well, when he first came out, I didn't even recognize him. But Yeah, when he's all, he's got scars he's on his head and, and yeah. the fake teeth. And, and the like. giant beard and everything. It yeah. just didn't look like him. Yeah. We talked, I talked about, I mentioned this to you and I mentioned it to some other people too about how in this movie there are movie actors like Russell Crowe, mm-hmm. Anne Hathaway. Um, there are Broadway actors like Adrian, 
what's his name? Aaron Tibet. Aaron Tibet. Yeah. yeah. Who played Andrew Ross. I think the guy who played Marius is also on, and Ebony, and I think she's also, I think they're mostly yes, stage they performers. Yeah. And yes, I know Anne Hathaway has done stage, but I mean, she's She's more, primarily known for right. her, her movies, so not... But, but then you have Hugh Jackman, who was both, both, who started doing musicals and is now a major movie star, you mm-hmm. know, and... He, the reason why I think he did so well is because he understood both, both worlds. Both, yeah. yeah. And his first, when he makes the decision to do good and then he's sitting in front of the altar, I thought that was the best. That was the best representation of the movie of wanting to translate it into a movie. Mm-hmm. From taking it, because I, you know, I was sitting there going, why? Why, why did they want to make this a movie? Obviously, they wanted to bring it to a lot of people, whatever. But how are you going to translate it? Will it translate? And yes, most, I'd say about, you know, 70, 80% of it does translate well. And that moment early on in the beginning, after the bishop offers him basically his life, he says, you know, I buy your life for God, blah, blah, blah. That moment was amazing. That was really, I was like, there it is. That is why they wanted to make this movie. Unfortunately, I don't think we had many of those moments, you know, but... um, but that was that was a really great moment, and and really showed that he knew how to do both. He knew he knew how to make it a keep it theater, but yet make it a movie. And right. the only other thing that I think that's really done that well is um, Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge is the closest movie to a theater experience you can get. Yeah, and um, I'm not I'm not even talking like Chicago, which I think is a really good adaptation of a musical, but that is a movie. Yeah. Whereas Moulin Rouge was like you know. Baz Luhrmann wanted to create theater on, on in a movie, and I think that did it well. But um, do you think Sweeney Todd was more of a movie? Sweeney Todd was definitely a movie, although, okay. I, and it's interesting. I think it's I think it's uh, it's one of Tim Burton's less Burtony movies. Yes, it is. The only thing that's really him is that last scene. But yeah, and I thought some of the blood in the beginning, like in the, yeah. during the credits. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I was just wondering if maybe because he had done that movie and Johnny Depp has such a big following or whatever, that maybe that got enough notice that they decided maybe we should do another musical. Who? Just people in the film industry in general. Oh, right. Well, I mean, And they thought, well, why don't we do Les Mis because it's highly dramatic and... I have to imagine Hugh Jackman was behind this. Yeah. Yeah, because he probably wanted to do it. He has the clout to do it. Right. Uh, I'll have to read, read and see. Um and that's why he got Anne Hathaway to do it, probably, right. and all that. So, uh, what about the other actors? Which ones did you really like? Is there anybody else in there that um, you really liked? I'm trying to remember. There's so many characters in this. Yeah. Well, let's go through it. Let's, Anne Hathaway. What'd you think? Fontaine. I didn't hate her. I expected to because of every all the rumors and everybody saying, oh, she's awful, blah, blah, blah. I didn't hate her. She won a Golden Globes for it. I know. Um, I like she wasn't the worst I've seen her do. It wasn't, you know what? It, and but I think, it wasn't wonderful. It was just. And I think uh, it's it, it might be because we know, sort of theater a yeah. little bit. Um, I still felt she was being, she was playing a role. Yeah. I didn't feel like she really was that character. And little things like, okay, so you know she doesn't have that accent. Right. So she has to kind of force the accent. It didn't right. sound natural. Um, so the, when the she was singing. Scene, yeah. 
the one scene where she's in the factory and they're singing the song about like kicking her out mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was just kind of like shaking her head, trying to plead. That felt fake to me. Yeah. I, but her song, the big song that she has, I dreamed a dream. I, I, the one thing I did like about this movie at times is that because the director chose to be really close up on their face during their solos, um, sometimes it worked, sometimes it got boring, mm-hmm. but it made you sort of understand the song. Yeah. Right. You had like no choice but to understand it because they, you were looking at their eyes, you were looking at their expression. Their expression, yeah. And in her song, she has that one part where she says, uh, um, I forget what the lyric is, but it's like she she is singing quiet, quiet, quiet. But then she has that one part where she goes, and she's almost screaming, screaming by Mm -hmm. the end. Like you almost felt like that was her character. Like, and I thought that was a great moment for her. That was one of the ones I really believed. Mm -hmm. Um, But all the other stuff, because it was too intimate, I I kind of didn't care for her version of the song. Yeah, and that was I think that was one of the things that the director he didn't know what to do. I don't want to say he didn't know what to do. He just relied on that too much. Right. So many close-ups of... There was a lot. Yeah. There was, was a lot. Yeah. So, you you know, you sort of want to... What else is going on in the world? What else is going around them? I mean, if you're going to be making a movie, mm-hmm. then what? we should be able to see something else, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and in that same sort of vein, the group numbers almost didn't work because they kept having to do these crazy cuts. From like it like to see each person's yeah name instead of yeah the big one more song. day number uh, or one, one day, day more. more yeah which on stage is a big group number in this one you couldn't do it they had to cut to Hugh Jackman in the carriage they had to cut right. to Marius with the right. boys and then they had to cut to Javert and all this and just kept going so that didn't work um, I felt those big numbers didn't work yeah uh, what about what about uh, Cosette and Marius? The love, the romance couple. What's her name? Uh, Amanda mm-hmm. Siegfried. I never know how to say her name. S e y f r. Yeah. Well, Marius had the Kermit voice. He did. That poor guy. You could tell he was trained. He, yeah. But yeah. it was all my heart for my love. It was like. He was gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> Just kidding. But that's what it was like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that kind of got me. Mm, yeah. I'm surprised they would let that go. That go. Yeah. That's a shame. I thought I, she did. I fun. thought she was okay. Yeah. 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 I was a little worried about her from early previews, but yeah. She Some got, of those notes, I don't know how she got them out. They're high. They're high. They're, yeah. Um. And what about Young Cosette? Did you like? Her? I did. I, I liked her she too. Was cute. Yeah. I thought she did a good I job. thought she was real natural and really. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes kids are harder to make it look real, you know, because they don't understand the emotion so much. Or they they go too over the top. Right. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh God, he's right. being a smart kid. Like Andre Ross was kind of, not Andre Ross, um, Gavroche. Gavroche was kind of like that. He was a little bit too, look at me. Yeah. And that is that. But I think that's a, that role too. It is that role. It's supposed to be. It's always supposed to, it's always that way. And sometimes it drives you nuts. But yeah. um, no, I liked her. I liked her a lot. Yeah. I thought she was fine yeah. for the five. I like minutes that she's in. Right, but like I mean, I even liked her acting stuff mm-hmm. when she was being held back by certain characters and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I thought she she handled that well, like her expressions and stuff. Um, Russell Crowe, Javert. 
You can tell he's not a singer. You can tell he's not a singer. But you can also tell that he did work his butt off. Yeah. I mean, I could tell that he really tried. He put effort into this. He's not the best, but he really tried. Like, yeah. he wasn't just like, uh, you know, I guess I'll do the part and slack off. He yeah. he really worked. He did the typical. I feel bad for him because everyone's breaking, like, ripping him apart. But he's he tried, you know? He did it's the, technically not his fault. The director should have said, you know what, you're not working or out. Or music and, director. Or, or whatever, yeah. or, and found somebody else, you know. But. He, he did the typical uh, what non-singers do, like when they sing on each note, very, duh, 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 like there was yeah. no, and, you know. Musical I guess you, expression. Yeah, and I guess you could say it's a character choice because yeah. he's so to the letter of yeah. the law and all that, but. I actually didn't mind it. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Russell Crowe at all. And I, I yes, I, I sort of forgave his his flaws. Yeah. Um, uh, and then there were, oh, Sasha Baron Cohen. I loved him. And, yeah. I loved him. And Helen Bottom Carter's Mr. and Madame Tenardier. Tenardier, yeah. yeah. They're the comedy bits of oh, the show. Yeah. They have to be silly. They have to be funny. Yeah. They were the ones that took the most leeway into making it like I thought that was you couldn't do the stuff they did on the, on the on stage, no, on stage because no. they were so subtle yeah. and too quick yeah um, but in the movie when you're staring right at them yeah you could you could do those things a yeah. little aside I liked them I liked them as a she wasn't as much of her usual self as you like mm-hmm. as you see in other movies I thought I thought they were nice yeah a nice pair um I'm just trying to think of some other things that uh, I liked about it. I liked that they included Colm Wilkinson, who, if people don't know, he is the original Javert on Broadway. Okay, this is me cutting in because he is not the original Javert. He is the original Jean Valjean. I'm getting all my French names confused. Uh, believe me, I know that he that was a mistake. Uh, plus... The song that you heard at the beginning of this episode, that was actually Calm Wilkinson from the original Broadway version as Jean Valjean. He is not Javert, he is Jean Valjean. And then he plays the bishop. All right, back to the episode. And he was there for the original. He was there for like the 10th anniversary production of it. And he played the bishop. I I said earlier about iconic moments in the show. And some of the, like when you see the play Annie, Mm-hmm. One of the most iconic parts of Annie is when she finally comes down right. in, the red, in the, dress the red dress with her hair sort of permed right, right. and she looks like Orphan Annie from the cartoon strips. Right. And in this show, there are a number of iconic things. There's the barricades. But in the early on, when Javert, uh, uh, Valjean is still like kind of an outcast and on the run, he is taken in by this bishop who gives him food, gives him a bed to sleep in, and Jean Valjean sees like all this silverware, this all the stuff made out of silver or brass or whatever. I think it's silver. Right. Yeah. And he he steals them, and then the cops bring him back, and the bishop said, and, and the cops say, you know, he stole your stuff, but he's trying to say that the bishop gave it to him, and the bishop goes, he did. Right. And he lets the, so the cops let him go, and the bishop says, you know, uh, I did this so that you know that there's you know there's a God or God's with you or I'm giving you a second chance, blah, blah, blah. Right. But the way he does it is Become he an says, honest man. Yeah. yeah. He gives him, he says, yes, officers, he did. He, 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 I did give this to him. And then he goes, 
he says to the bishop says, but you forgot these two candlesticks. And you see throughout the movie, he has those candlesticks mm-hmm. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. So him, the bishop handing him the candlesticks is like an iconic moment. It's the part that changes Valjean's life. It's a big part in the, in the, uh, the play. Um, so I was glad that they kept that in. One of the other things that they, that's iconic, not only in the musical, but in the book, Victor Hugo's book of, of Les Mis, is that Javert commits suicide because he, he's chasing after this man all his life. Sometimes he almost has him, but then, you know, for whatever reason, they're separated again right. and again and again and again. And then in one of their last meetings, um, Valjean, Jean Valjean lets Javert go. And he doesn't know, Javert doesn't know how to handle that, right? He always thinks of Valjean as a thief, as a criminal. Um, and then they have yet one more meeting, and Javert lets Valjean go. And because of all this, it, it puts doubt in Javert's mind, and he commits suicide. So in the movie, they did this really interesting thing with Russell Crowe where they would have him walk on the edge of a very high ledge on a building or something like that. And, you know, I was saying to Aaron, my girlfriend that it's like, it's almost like trying to be meta, you know, by saying it's a, it's a meta textual thing where he's walking a very straight line, you know, and that's what Javert does. And he's walking on the edge and he could go either way. So he, uh, he does this at the end right before he commits suicide. And I almost thought he was going to fall and just or sort of slip off the edge and just, but in the book, it's like, no, he jumps into the waters and he is dead. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that they kept that. Um, what are some of the other things? My favorite part, and I said this to you in the movie, was uh, I had a music director one time tell me that, you know, every play has a point in the, in the play where, where the point of the play comes out. Um, he called it the still point of moving time. Like, you know, that's from there, from that still point, everything else comes from it, around it. Right. And in this one, it's when Marius sees an older Cosette for the first time. And it's it's meant to be, you know, this whole thing about young love, and it's in the middle of the revolution, and, and Javert, I mean, Jean Valjean is on the run with Cosette, and you have to know the story. If you're listening to this review and you haven't seen it, you know, you're not going to get it. But if you if you know the story, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and that's a big thing in the play version too, because the music kicks in, the da 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 right. da, like the right. iconic Les Mis yep. music, and that always gets me. Like I'm like, are they going to do that moment? And they did, and I thought they did it really well. And because that from that point, everything changes. Those two fall in love. If they didn't meet and didn't fall in love, then you know. Marius probably would have died on the barricade because Jean Valjean would have been there to save him from it, you know, right. and all this, just all the stuff from that point, none of it would have happened had they not saw each other. So I'm glad that they kept that in because that was a really great moment in the in the play. Um, right, anything else you liked in it? Well, just in general, um, from when I saw it and just in general, I felt like the play is very long and drawn out, and that's probably why I had the idea that I didn't like it so much. Yeah, it is but long. I felt like in the movie version, like everything just kept going, so it mm-hmm. didn't feel so long. Even though it was a longer movie, I didn't feel like, oh my god, this is so long, I need to get out of here. You know, I almost so wonder. They, they did the, I don't know, the flow of it, the transitions, yeah. right? Really they clipped well. some numbers. They they yeah. cut them short. 
I almost wonder what people who don't know theater or maybe who aren't in theater. I, I, I did find myself at one point going, I wonder if somebody just coming to see this as a movie would be bored at this. Like, you know, No, this well, is, you know what? There were a couple parts where they're singing and they kind of, you know, it's slow. It's a little, nothing's happening. Yeah, you know? but like I told you, my brother is not a big musical theater person at yeah. all. Does not enjoy them usually. He went to see it and loved it. Yeah. And he said, I was surprised how much singing there was, but I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. So. Did you see when they were when they were finally in Paris? You know, the last half of the movie is in Paris. Um, uh, you know, where they make all the barricades and all that stuff. Did you see the uh, Notre Dame Cathedral? No. Uh, when Javert does, he sings the song Stars, and they mm-hmm. sort of pan across Paris. Uh, the cathedral's there, and... The cathedral's in Paris, obviously, but Victor Hugo wrote the novel Hunchback of Notre Dame, and he also wrote Les Mis. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was cool that they kind of showed that. Mm -hmm. They showed Notre Dame in the background. I I have to assume it was some kind of nod, you know, to Victor Hugo. I thought that was interesting. I like that. That was a nice little touch. Um, The movie making of it, you know, I talked about before, could have been could have been stronger. Right. There could have been differences. They I don't <clears throat> I don't think this was a I, I wouldn't say to someone, well it's a great movie. I think it's a good adaptation of the musical, but it's not necessarily I could see some I could see why some people were, you know, had some criticisms about the movie. But then again I also saw some people who who said well, I didn't know there was going to be so much singing. It's like, really? Because all the hype is that this is a... Musical. Camp- yeah, they're yeah. bringing the musical to the state, uh, to the right. screen. So you sort of want to say... I they probably to. didn't think there was. it was basically going to be all sung. I There's guess. not really dialogue scenes. No. It's sung dialogue. Like, yeah, everything is sung. Yeah. But I, I feel like, for the most part, you kind of almost forget that they're singing. Because you get so into it that you're hearing the lyrics as dialogue. Right. And that's what every good director will say. That right. The reason, if you if you sort of can't wrap your head around why people sing in musicals, well, the, the reason is, you know, think of when you're talking to someone. Your mm-hmm. voice changes. There's if you inflection. Get, right, there's right. inflection. But then if you get angry, your voice raises if you get... Right. So, the idea about singing is that the emotional level goes to the next level right. where words no longer can express what you do. So you have to sing. Right. So that's, sort of, that's what I think Moulin Rouge did very well. Right. There's, there's fantastic scenes where, um, they're talking, they're talking, but nothing is being said. So then you and McGregor breaks out in the song mm-hmm. to finally shut up Nicole Kidman in that one scene. And she does, she stops and looks at him and they even call him a prodigy of words and, and, and all that. And, like, that's the idea behind why people sing in musicals. It's because you, you reach a point where you can't speak anymore, so you have to do something else. You have to change your stakes. You have to change your a- approach and your attack, and you start singing. Um, so so some of the movie part of it, yeah, I thought kind of faltered. Now, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things for me, unfortunately, comes at the end. So he he dies... And he goes to, well, you, you know, you sort of think it's like a heaven because you see all the people who died in, so far. Right. But they're on the barricade. Barricade. I was a little confused at that, too. Why would you want to go to heaven I and just be try- back at the barricade again? I was again? trying to figure out what 
it was supposed to mean like what what was the meaning towards it I understood like all the people he was around were there right but I didn't I didn't understand that I didn't like that at all and originally the, the way they do it on the it stage it's a, and it's an even bigger barrier it is it is it's it's probably it was just weird was it supposed to be something like they all fought for you know what they were trying to do and I don't this know. was just saying like we didn't die in vain type thing like I, I didn't I don't know. I just I didn't get it. See, and I think that was a missed opportunity because on the in the stage version when Jean Valjean dies, um Fantine and Hathaway's character comes back and takes him. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that yes, he's supposed to join all the people that died except for right. like Javert. You don't see Javert or anything right. like that. And they're all usually dressed in the clothing that you see him in the show, but they're in a very heavenly light yeah. behind a scrim or something like that. And then Cosette and Marius, who have just got married, are down below. They, mm-hmm. they represent reality and, you know, or, you know, the, the living people and then they're supposed to be the dead people. So you get that because you see, like, Eponine and you see mm-hmm. Gavroche and well, Andre well. Ross and all the... But why are they Why are they on the barricade? I, I, didn't, I didn't understand that. You could have done... You could have put them all in a big black empty room and... Or even where in a, in the cathedral where the show where the play or mm-hmm. the movie ends, or mm-hmm. and have him walking towards them, and right. and then have a light shine or something. That I thought was really strange. You know, the whole point. I mean, if you want to look at the journey of Hugh Jackman's character, he goes mm-hmm. from not caring about who he is or or people and all that, and then through the bishop and through his conversion, he finds you know his faith and he finds his journey and yeah. everything about it. I mean, there's the whole song that he sings at the barricade, uh, bring him home when he realizes that he finally has met Marius, the guy that loves his daughter. He sing he sings a prayer to God, bring right. him home. Um, both literally and figuratively. Right. Did you know, that, and, yeah. and, and then at the end, that's the heaven he goes to. Did like, that that's barricade, weird. For some reason, when I'm trying to remember it, I feel like it looked like a ship. The one at the end. Yeah. Well, maybe were they trying to say like they started the movie like down below pulling the ship. And yeah. Now he's, now he's above up. it. Yeah. I, I don't. But know. But I also didn't get the sense of where Hugh Jackman was and all that. He was kind of looking at it from. Somewhere. Yeah, from far, like. From, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't. I, so the ending kind of lost me a little bit. But, um, would you go see it again? Yeah. I would see it again. I think I would too. Uh, yeah. Like now that I've seen it once and get the feel for it even yeah. better, I would like to see it again. I think if you are a real movie buff and you enjoy editing and cinematography and you enjoy the movie making mm-hmm. of movies, you probably will be disappointed in this movie. Right. I don't think that's this is the kind of movie that... that I don't think that's the point. They really just sort of wanted to try to capture the magic of the play, right. of the power of the play. Because I'll be honest, at the end, near the end, when Jean Valjean is old and all the troubles are over mm-hmm. and Marius and Cosette are married and he knows that he, because he was a prisoner in his past life, he doesn't want to saddle Cosette with that, right? right. Like he doesn't want her... He doesn't want to go her to go through life being shamed by a father that was once a prisoner, you know, once a, a runaway and all that. 
So he he leaves her and it kills him. That's basically what kills him. And he's also right. old and all that. Hugh Jackman's performance of that, I was I was like convulsing because I thought I I really thought I was gonna cry out loud. Like that's how powerful not only his performance was, but that the story is that he gives up his life. He right. does all this stuff for all these people, and at the end he feels he has to die alone or he'll feel he'll bring shame to her and Marius, you know. Mm-hmm. And then they come back to him at the church, and he tells him the truth, and he's happy and all this. But, oh, my God. I was like, like, that's when I was, when I sort of was saying to myself, okay, that's what the movie's about. You know, To bring it back right. to how we started the conversation, why they wanted to make this movie. They wanted to make this movie to show you the power of the musical right. and the story. Right. And in those last sort of ten minutes, that was it. It was like, okay, there, that's why they made the movie. And that's why Hugh Jackman was amazing in it. So, I got to see him live on uh, when he did Boy from Oz. Yeah. When he did the story. I remember, of, well, I never saw that, but I remember him on the Tonys for that. He was amazing. Yeah. He was amazing. He's, he's a I great just, performer. I was going to say, I just find it so crazy that he could be in that show, The Boy from Oz, mm-hmm. and then be Wolverine. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're so completely different characters. And he's brilliant at both. Yeah. Wolverine's kind of like a leather daddy. You know? He's kind of like a hairy butch bear guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's got the claws. <laughs> Stick up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> They're not fall off, far off, I guess. A lot of rage. He's good. He's he's brilliant. He's I gotta give it to him, yeah. you know. He's charismatic. He sings well. Um I think I think it's worth it to see him and, and this, to see some of his stuff. I, I mean, this film was far different than any character I feel like he's played before. Yeah. I also think it's the best sung movie musical. Really? Yeah, I really do. Better than Chicago. Hmm. Because I didn't like, well, Richard you, can't sing, and I didn't like uh, Renee Kath- Zellweger. Oh. Um, do you like Catherine Zeta-Jones? She was okay. She's yeah. a, And she's actually a music musical theater actress. Really? She, yeah, she did Peggy Sawyer. In oh, Fourth Second Street, I when she was that. younger, I don't not a, like a Broadway thing, but right. um, but she's done a lot of theater. Um, mm-hmm. Nine was, although I visually it was good, there was it was it wasn't good singing. Um, Moulin Rouge is okay, you know, but they're not singers, you know. Uh, Dream Girls was okay. I I do I think it was the best sung movie mm-hmm. musical. I really do. Sweeney Todd, you know. As, yeah. as good as it was, they're not singers, right. you know. Um, Hairspray? No, God. <laughs> but that's, their their voices aren't supposed to sound good in that movie. Yes, they're supposed to sound good. Really? Yeah. Have you ever seen a stage play of that? Of Hairspray? I watched yeah. it with you. Oh, right. <laughs> no, they need to be good singers. And Mama I don't Mia. know, but I mean, they're more character voices. They're not... Not all of them. <sighs> Term, Tracy needs to be good. CB needs to be good. Yeah, Tracy's he's friend like the needs only to be one. Good. John Travolta was a mess. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, who knows? Maybe hopefully they'll make some more. Yeah. So no, uh, I I wouldn't consider it a perfect movie, but I almost can forgive it because I don't think that was the point. As we said, um, if you're not a fan of musicals, I I don't know why you're even bothering to see it. I wouldn't see it if you're a fan of movies because I don't think you'd be. I don't think you'd appreciate it. I don't know. I could be wrong. You know. I just think it's. I think it's a hard sell for people who 
like really aren't into musicals. You know, not not mm-hmm. not just a general comment. It's not. I'm not trying to you know pinpoint everybody. Um, everybody that was in our movie theater seemed to like it. They yeah, they clapped, clapped at the it end. at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. That's it for today. I'm gonna do the uh, best of. I'll do two of them tomorrow. Uh, we'll just make this all about the review. So if you've seen it, let me know what you think. Uh, leave a comment on the website. If you haven't seen it and you're thinking about see it, seeing it, you know, try to see it. See what happens. See what you think. Prove me wrong. All right. Is that it? Yep. All right. Good night.